I was in the eighth grade at my school talent show and I sang a Christian song at my public school. And that was the moment that I looked out in the crowd and I, I said to myself, you know what, this is an impact that I'm seeing happen right before my eyes. And as long as the Lord allows me, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And that was the heartbeat. That's what really catapulted it from there. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Hosts James Curtis talk to artists and industry insiders to discover the connection between music and faith. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at between grooves. So how have you been, first of all? Been good. It's it's kind of busy right now. Is it? I told you a while ago about the renos that I was doing. Yes. Yeah, they're still happening. <laughs> okay, we're we're in July. I know, I know. Why do you still have renos taking place at your house? It's, it's the, July. It, I know, it's the same old post-COVID where... There's long lead times on product. I saw a post from a friend of mine online. They just had their washroom done and their comment on it was, here's what it looks like without the shower doors because they don't have the shower doors yet. (laughs) For me, I've got the shower doors. I just don't have the faucet to turn the shower on. Oh my gracious. And we wanted it in black. Apparently they had shipped the wrong color. And so the guy that we're using asked for a replacement and he thinks that either the guys on, like the sales guys on vacation or they forgot about it or whatever. So he's just reordered the right stuff for us. I talked to him last week. He thinks it was going to be in last week. So they're hoping to finish everything off this week. So we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. (laughs) So it's been busy with that. It's also busy with, I'm away for a few days at Kingdom Bound. Um, Yes, sir. So there's that. And then I've got some vacation time after that. So, you know, all the work still needs to get done. So I'm just kind of, you know, trying to scramble through all of that. What about you? Oh, golly. It's um, summer vacation. Our kids have about three and a half weeks left uh, before school goes back in. Right. That's in um, Florida because that's not everywhere. Yes, in Florida. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Because almost everywhere else goes back uh, normal time after Labor Day. Exactly. That's like six <laughs> weeks away or something. Yeah, exactly. So they still, right. they're only halfway through their summer. Your kids are <laughs> almost done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's And it's been a pretty eventful summer for us. Have you ever heard the term Christmas in July? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm seeing a lot of that going on. Christmas in July for me means, you know, in our world of music, that's when a lot of artists are preparing. Preparing. They're preparing preparing for Christmas. Like sure enough. they've already announced their fall tours. Some of them have already announced their Christmas tours. I know of right. several artists that have done that, but this is the time when they're actually recording their new Christmas music. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so by end of September, I start receiving Christmas music at the radio station. So Good night. I'm wrapping up my summer in a sense, right? I hear you. Yeah. I've got a question for you. When is it too early to start playing Christmas music. To play Christmas music? Yes. I think the rule of thumb, or at least the accepted rule of thumb, is any time after Remembrance Day. November sometime. November? Yeah. Okay. So it's after Halloween. Got you. Before Thanksgiving? um, Well, we have a different Thanksgiving than you. Okay. Right? So it's it's after Thanksgiving. Educate um, me. Come on. So in Canada, Remembrance Day is November 11th. Mm. Okay. So after that day, it's usually acceptable to start playing Christmas music. I don't start playing okay. Christmas music on the radio till December 1st, although we 
sometimes have some sneak peeks and, you know, we'll sneak some songs in here and there. But the official launch mm-hmm. for me is December 1st. December. And interestingly enough, by the time December 1st hits, if you're yes. sending me music on December 1st, you're it's too, too late. late. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm already, yeah. as far as scheduling music and getting ahead with all of that, I'm I'm at yes. Christmas already. Like it's Christmas wow. Day for me, right? <laughs> so usually uh, end of September, most of it comes through October. If you're sending it in November, you're kind of... It's a little touchy. Yeah, it's, you're it's, teetering. Yeah, you're teetering uh, on the verge of not getting airplay. And then if it's any time after December 1st, unless you're Toby Mac, right. you're not. You're <laughs> likely not going to get airplay. The funny thing is, is the week leading into Christmas, so two, three mm-hmm. days before Christmas, I'll get emails from people saying, hey, got this brand new Christmas track. Love if you could play it. Really? Wow. You know, wow. you're just releasing it now? Maybe next year, but it, it's not <laughs> going right. to happen this year. And, well, and Christmas in July next year. Maybe. <laughs> So uh, that's what life is like for me in the summertime, kind of wrapping things up and then getting ready yeah. for Christmas. Literally, that's it for me. Finish wow. finish the summertime and get mm-hmm. caught up a little bit. And by the end of September, I'm gearing towards Christmas. And festivals. Festivals, festivals. Oh, that's what's happening now. And I love oh that. I wish gosh. I wish we had more in Canada, but um, yeah. I love the summer festivals. It's a great opportunity for listeners and fans to see a whole bunch of artists at once. Yeah, sure. Right? It's, mm-hmm. You're getting your money's worth when you go to one of these festivals because oh, yeah. you can see two or three artists in one day maybe do the meet and greet hang out with other music lovers it's right. great mm-hmm. so, eat good food yep good food <laughs> healthy food maybe not but good food sure <laughs> right festival food have you uh had a chance to go any festivals with your kids this summer not this summer i have not okay. um we had family vacation with my side of the family earlier on in the summer and then our vacation with my husband's side of the family started yesterday okay so i'm technically on vacation but you came into the <laughs> office just to get away yes. from the in-laws i understand <laughs> i understand <laughs> No, I'll I'll tell you the real, the behind the madness. I need the time in September. So I opted to come in to work these few days this week. So it's a working holiday Remember we were talking, yes, indeed. Remember we were talking about cruises? Yeah, yeah. So you're doing a cruise in September? You booked it, eh? Awesome. Awesome. So I need that time. So I'm I'm here for a couple hours um, this week. Right. So I'm so, so can... close to booking a cruise for next <laughs> year. I'm close. Well, I'm I I can't because it's kind of going to be a cruise followed by a place in a hotel and and that's the those are the details I'm trying to line up right now. So uh-huh. that's why I haven't done it yet. But hopefully in the next few days, we'll see. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so. cool beans. But speaking of festivals, there's a guy that's been doing a lot of the summer festivals right now. Cade Thompson, mm-hmm. our guest this week on Between the Grooves. He pretty much lives and breathes music, has been since he was very young. He's been opening for lots of these festivals. And we're going to find out what it's like prepping for these gigs. And we'll also yes. find out about some exciting tour news as as far as he's concerned and uh, talk a little bit about his music as well it's episode 233 on between the grooves your weekly look at music ministry and everything in between with today's top christian artists and this week we're getting between the grooves with kate thompson kate thompson Yes, and Crowder's just sitting right next to me right now. No, I'm just kidding. I I figured, I figured. (laughs) Oh, man. 
So first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, doing awesome. Thanks for chatting this morning. Looking forward to it. I've uh, really enjoyed your music. Um, and we're playing your latest song right now on the radio. What is your inspiration for music? Because you've had songs like uh, Every Step of the Way, which is a great, um, which was a, well, that was a hit. Um, we were playing that for quite some time and some other songs as well. Like what gets you going as far as music is concerned? Yeah, you know, I, I was raised on Christian music. And so I think that Christian music has always had a very deep, deep impact on my life. And as I, as I walk through life and as I began to get older, I, I really started to see what people are walking through. That A lot of people in this world walk through a lot of different things, a lot of different struggles. And for me, music is a way that I can step into people's lives and share the truth and, and the hope of the gospel. And so that's really what inspires me to write the songs that I write. But a lot of my songs start with a story, with you know uh, somebody's story of how God has impacted them in their lives or something in my life that God has done that I want to write a song that can be a testimony of God's goodness in each each lyric that I write. I get the impression that you're more of a worshiper. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's how I started, man. And that's my heartbeat. And that's what keeps me going. Uh, without that, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Yeah, I, I kind of gathered that. So uh, what do you spend more time doing? Uh, are you in church leading worship or is it the, you know, writing the music and uh, touring, I guess, as far as your CCM pop sound. Yeah, it's funny. Honestly, I would say definitely more time on the road. But for me, I always try to stay grounded of how I first started, which for me, I started in the church. I, I, I started just singing on my guitar. Sometimes nobody was in the room at our church. And those are such formative years for me because I, I saw what it meant to serve the Lord at a young age. And Still to this day, before I go out on a run of shows, I sit in my room and I, I just worship the Lord. And I think that's what keeps me grounded. I think that's what reminds me of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's why I, I'm doing what I'm doing today. So, I think what keeps any artist grounded is remembering their roots. Sure enough. Absolutely. Like, can you think of I, I, the church that I attend right now? Um, I remember the days when you would show up early and set up chairs. <laughs> and, and, and set up the sound system because yep. you were just renting a school uh, sure. auditorium or, or gymnasium or whatever, right? And for an artist, like a lot of people think that, oh, wow, this is Kay Thompson. He's this famous CCM artist. But there's a lot that went into what Kate is today. Absolutely, man. I think I think it's very important to look back and remember God's goodness in our lives, you know. And a lot of moments in the past, I didn't really understand or couldn't see maybe God in those moments. But it was... Each step was a setup. And honestly, that's why I wrote my song every step of the way out of that same exact heart posture. You know, I, I, I wasn't like I just had a song that took off overnight. It was a years of really serving the Lord where I was planted. And I wrote that song every step of the way before I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, before I even had a deal, just saying, look, I'm going to choose to trust you in the middle mm -hmm. of the unknown, in the middle, in the middle of the questions. And, and a year later, that song was on radio impacting people all across the world. It's a catchy song, too. Yes, it oh, is. I was tapping you, my feet. Yeah. I, I recently Woo! heard it for the first time, and I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you. So, Cade, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, you know, I alluded to the fact that there's a, there's a lot of work that goes into where, um, you know, where you're at right now. So how long, like, a, 
you know, for some people, like my daughter, as an example, she's, um, I get what, 18 now. And, and a few years back, her dream was to become a, and I'll quote, a famous artist. <laughs> not, not just an artist. A famous artist. A famous. Yes. That's, so, a, that's, a, that's a big difference right yeah, there. Famous. Exactly. But, but it, takes, <laughs> it takes a while be, before you become famous, right? And so uh, what, what was that like for you? Like, did you see yourself five years ago? Did you see yourself where you are now? Or, or was this never the dream? Was it just like, I'm just going to lead worship in church and see where it goes? Or was it, do you have bigger plans? Or does God have bigger plans for you? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. Because, you know, being raised on Christian music, I, I looked up to artists like Toby Mac and Matthew West, and I can honestly say I was deeply impacted by the music that they made at a young age. But for me, like I said earlier, it really just started for me learning what it meant to serve the Lord. And as I began to serve the Lord, I, I saw that there's this crazy thing called songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I found that Kind of behind the scenes could, thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I found that I could write these songs out of scripture, and I'm like, well, this is pretty cool. And then... Fast forward a few years later, I was in the eighth grade at my school talent show, and I sang a Christian song at my public school. And that was the moment that I looked out in the crowd, and I, I said to myself, you know what, this is an impact that I'm seeing happen right before my eyes. And as long as the Lord allows me, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And that was the heartbeat. That's what really catapulted it from there. I went to a songwriting camp, which led me to some producers here in Nashville, Tennessee, and by the age of 16, I was making trips down here, writing and recording with producers uh, in town. And, and it's so cool, man, to just look back and see all that God has done. You said down here. So where was home for you prior to Nashville? Yes. Yeah, so I was from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So that's pretty close to Canada, a lot closer, ah. than, a lot closer than Tennessee. So. <laughs> it's freezing cold in South Dakota. Ooh. It is very cold. Guys, very cold. <laughs> do, do not talk about cold in South Dakota when, when you're okay, comparing it right. to Canada, okay? That's just not fair. Oh, and I could yeah, argue that until right. you're blue in the face. Well, from the cold. Absolutely. 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 Man, we got, we got uh, caught in one of your, like, windstorms in South Dakota just last fall. Oh and like literally we were coming out from the airport, got off a flight and uh, I thought I was going to be blown away. Literally, like <laughs> the wind was so strong and did it you, was did, freezing cold. Did you have your kids with you? I did not. Oh, OK, I was going to say if you oh, had actually, your... I had one baby. OK, so you had one baby yeah. with you, but you were more concerned <laughs> about you blowing away. <laughs> Just <laughs> So we're clear. Everybody knows now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cade, let's let's hear about. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit about the the songwriting camp because um, this is something I've heard other artists do. Is this something that you applied for or that you uh, you know somebody invited you to? Um, I think that's a, a unique experience that a lot of people don't realize. Uh, wanting to get into the music business. Um, how that can shape you and help, you know, help you, um, you know, get the talent or or, uh, or pull out things from you that you didn't know you had, I guess. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so I was 14 years old and I, I'm a huge fan of Phil Wickham. And I was at one of his concerts and I found out there was a conference the day before. And this guy at this booth at this conference stopped me and said, hey, are you a songwriter? You kind of kind of seem like you might be one. And 
I looked at my mom and I said, well, if what I'm doing in my basement on my guitar is called songwriting, then yes, I guess I am. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to this camp down in Texas at the age of 14. And that was the, that was kind of the, the time that things opened up for me. I learned what it meant to write songs. And actually one of my very first co-writes was with Benji Cowart, who is one of the writers on Every Step of the Way, and we wrote that song a few years <clears> later. So it's so cool to just see, you know, God's hand in every single season of my life. And a lot of times it looked way different than what I thought. But I think it's important for us to remember that God is faithful and that He knows and He marks our steps. And, you know, in Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says, The heart of a man can plan his ways, but the Lord yes. establishes his steps. And that is the truth. You know, as humans, we can ultimately try to strive and strive on our own, but God is the one who ordains our steps. And I, Mm -hmm. I just pray that that's an encouragement for people today, that they would be able to be reminded of that, that yes, we can do things in our own humanness, but ultimately God is sovereign and God is in control. Yes, indeed. This uh, songwriting uh, camp that you went to, is that, did you say that that's how you quote-unquote, got discovered by producers in uh, Nashville? Yeah, about a year after that camp, uh, I reached out to uh, one of the writers from that camp and said, hey, do you have any producers that I could work with? And they said, well, I got a buddy named Matt Armstrong, and Matt Armstrong was a a very well-known producer here in town, and and Matt's been the producer that I've been working with together for the past five-plus years. And it's so cool, so cool to see see God work through that. Do you still collaborate with uh, write, songwriting? Yep, yep. I do a lot of collaborations, a lot of co-writing, so, yeah. Nice. Anybody you would uh, dream to work with that you haven't yet? Um, That's a good question. I, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> I've been able to write with some amazing writers. Um, cool. I would I would love to, love to write a song with Toby Mac someday. I think that would be very, very special. Have you ever written with Toby Mac, Aisha? <laughs> is that a trick question? No, no, I'm, I'm, it's not a trick question. I just, I, I know you were signed under his label, but did you ever write yeah. with him? I did. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Woo! Toby's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a great and, guy. An incredible talent. So. What I've always admired about him is it's, it's not about Toby as much as mm-hmm. the next artist he's wanting to promote. Not, sure not needing to promote, but wanting to promote. And, and mm-hmm. he's definitely a guy that, that looks out for the up and coming and That's right. will promote him, them above himself, uh, mm-hmm. f- from what I've seen anyways. And, and yeah. I think a lot of you know, artists have gotten you know, their beginning in the music industry, in, in the Christian world anyways. Uh, through, yeah, because of through, him. Because of him and, and other artists mm-hmm. too, but, but it's very noticeable with him because he does these collaborations and, and then... He let he sets them free, as it were, right? So right, yeah, right. yeah. So I admire that. You know the the uh, songwriting camp. It's interesting, uh, Cade. You mentioning that. Uh, I guess a couple of points. First of all, uh, that's how Lauren Daigle got her start, uh, got her career uh, started. She was just is that right? Yeah, it was. A, it was. I was chatting with her a few years ago, and and uh, she. Uh, it was it was an accident, really. Like she wasn't scheduled to go to this songwriting camp, but apparently there was some person that canceled, I guess, and and then she ended up going uh, just as hmm. a as a fill in, if you want to call it that. And then that's how things started for her. And the other thing um, about uh, songwriting camps and and what you've specifically described, Kate, it's it's you know letting God be in control. 
and um, letting God direct your paths, but also you taking a step and reaching out, like you reaching out to one of these writers and say, hey, do you know of a, a right. producer? Because, you know, you can you can just, you can be this whole... Um, <laughs> Uh, whatever happens yeah waiting in the wings <laughs> right. god whatever you want to do but if you don't actually you know take a step as well like sure. I, I think part of it is and and i think there's a fine line because you can decide well i'm taking all the steps and leave god out of it but there's the other mm-hmm. part the other extreme where you're not taking any steps and you're just kind of waiting and waiting and wait and then and then wondering five years later why didn't god do anything well maybe you should have done something too right yeah, that's good. I think that's why it's called faith, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the balance of, of learning what it means to trust God, but also trust what he's put inside of you. And I think that's a balance that, that as humans, we all have to face every day. What's uh, going on with you as far as um, concerts this year? I know you're at a bunch of, I'm assuming you're at some of the summer festivals and part of these other groups and stuff. Can you share a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, I've been on the road every weekend this summer. It's been incredible. So many summer festivals all across the country. And I have my first tour this fall, my own tour called The Bigger Story right. Tour happening, which I'm really excited about that. That'll be in September. And Congratulations. Exciting things. Yes, thank you. We've got a lot of exciting things coming the rest of the fall and, and Christmas season that I'm going to share about soon. But very excited and very thankful to be out on the road. I mean, you know, 2020 was a very, a very uh, slim year for all of us. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it feels good to be playing these shows and seeing these these songs come to life. The uh, the favorite, uh, if you have one, of somebody that you've performed with or sta- uh, shared the stage with, anyone that you you know that stands out to you right now. Yeah, recently I've I've done a few festivals with for King Country, and I just absolutely love those guys. I who, love who, are, who are they? Who are they? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, God Sorry. only knows, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're they're guys. Those guys are hard workers. Yes, they, they are. are, man. You know, you talk about um, what it, what it takes to be a CCM artist. And a lot of times people, and Aisha and I have talked about this before as well, about the fact that, you know, you, you see the end result a lot of the times. Um, you know, you attend a concert, you see this person on stage and say, wow, you know, they've made it and everything else. But there's a lot of work that it takes to make it, as it were. For sure. And, and it's not just that, it's the ongoing work, right? Whether it, Whether it's the songwriting, whether it's the rehearsal time whether it's the right. behind the scenes stuff the you know bookkeeping stuff or or arranging mm-hmm. what's you know your schedule in the future uh, putting on you know being being a, a headliner um all this stuff like there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't remember or recognize absolutely i think those that's most of it i would say yeah the the, the <clears throat> time on stage is is about 10 percent, maybe if that you know there's a lot of hurrying up and, and waiting for show days, but really it, it makes it all worth it when you're able to step out on the stage and, and know that you're you're right where you need to be in that moment and there's people out there that need to hear that message. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be performing on a stage. You've done your sound check already. What happens between sound check and when you actually hit the stage? You know, every every show or festival is a little bit different. A lot of times we're setting up merch, getting the merch ready to go. Uh, but a lot of times too, I'm I'm just trying to get in the right headspace and just seeing what message I need to share with those specific people that night. And I was one every single night to feel fresh and to feel unique. 
because I believe that, you know, every single time God wants to do something in a unique way for those people. And that's that's the way that I that I get in the right headspace. Setting up merch. I mean, don't you have people for that? <laughs> I do, I do, but oh, okay. I like to make sure it looks good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because a lot of people think that um, you've got this huge team around you, and a lot of times that's just not the fact, right? No. Sometimes you like you need to be there making sure it gets set up properly. A lot of times you're dealing with volunteers that have never done it before, yeah. and so you're kind of giving them a heads up on you know a mini training session on here's what you do mm-hmm. when this happens, and here's how much <laughs> this goes for, and everything else, right? Yeah, it's a whole process. <laughs> I'm thankful yeah, for the team that I have. What kind of team do you have right now? Like, what what do they consist of? So I have a road manager, and I so my drummer is my road manager. My guitar player is a merch manager, and then I've got the label booking agent. I've I've got a business manager and a publicist, all that fun stuff. So there's there's a lot of a lot of different people, moving parts, yeah. And when you're on the road, it's basically the the drummer and the and the guitarist. Yep, yep. That's it, right? That's it. Yeah. And do you drive or fly? A lot of times we fly. Um, there's some shows if it's fairly close, we'll we'll drive ourselves. So. Yeah. Uh, any any issues uh, when you have flown uh, with instruments and stuff? You've heard the headaches of you know. <laughs> damages or missing luggage and stuff especially now post covid right i don't want to jinx it thankfully not not yet so fingers crossed do you have any backup plans i heard of uh where did i hear this from recently where um it was an artist like i i saw their instagram feed or something like that and they're talking about the fact that they can only travel with one guitar when they're going to gigs uh like they can only check in one guitar but as part of their rider uh wherever they're going to they have to have a guitar on hand for them just in case and it just so Mm. happened to be when he showed up at this place the guitar was nicer than the one he brought along with him so he ended up playing this this other guitar but do you have any uh any situations like that where you you have a backup plan in place I have no backup plans in place. And I just <laughs> pray the good but, but, now, but now, yeah, but now, yeah. you've really inspired me this morning. There you go. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of riders, do you have what's anything special on your rider? Man, I'm pretty simple. I'm pretty straightforward. Fun fact about me though that not a lot of people know. I actually, I'm actually allergic to peanuts, so you can oh, you can gosh. feed me anything, but there will be no Chick Fil A in my green room. I can tell you that oh. much. So. Right. And and what's you the? I don't even know what Chick Fil A is. Up there. Oh yeah, no, we we got it, we got it here, and and I've I've been I, I'm I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a fan. I mean, I you know, there's other places yeah. I'd rather go to, but I shouldn't be saying that because there's nothing there's nothing wrong with them. That's the Lord's chicken. Come on now. I know, I know, I know. Um, what what food do you get tired of? Like I, I know some people on their riders say no pizza because they always get pizza. Or, or lasagna or, or some kind of food that that's kind of the thing they always serve because you don't have time to go out to eat all the time. And so that's a lot of times what's on a rider is you have to provide a meal for you. What meal is, is the one that drives you nuts? Uh, I don't really – drives me nuts. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> I, don't really, uh, I don't really have anything that I, that I don't care for, but I could say I, I could probably have tacos for every single meal and be okay. So. Oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> I would it have was to... a day. <laughs> yeah. 
or or a burrito or something like that. Eh? Like something yeah. Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go for that. Um, mm. uh, I've had uh, not that I I'm performing or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> sometimes there is stuff that's uh, repetitive. Um, pulled pork was an interesting one that I saw one band have. It's like, wow, that really? Because I I had to go backstage for whatever reason, and I smelled it. And I think, man, that smells amazing. <laughs> Those guys are doing really good on this gig. You know, <laughs> I didn't get any. I didn't get any. Unfortunately, oh no, yeah. <clears throat> But uh, you know, you always hear stories. Um, you always hear about um, weird little things that people put in their riders just to make sure people are actually reading it. Right. Yeah, I've seen like some M&Ms. pretty far out ones. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Aisha? Did you have anything? Uh, yeah, but... Nothing I'm, to trick them or anything? I'm easy. No, no, no. No, okay. okay. Not at all. I'm easy. See, that would be but the I've fun thing. But I've seen some outrageous... But that would I've be the fun part of it. Quests. Wouldn't that be fun? Like just to, I'm going to put this on my rider just for the fun of it, just to see if they're looking at it, you know? You don't really oh, need gosh. it or anything, you know? Like, why not? Why not? Keep people on their toes because it's that's right. you've got the technical rider. That's the most important yes. thing. And then you've yes. got the other, you know, extra stuff, you know, the accommodations or hospitality or whatever else right. you want to call it. And so you fool around or joke around with the hospitality side of things. Yeah. Just so you know, they're going to read the technical stuff because that's the stuff <laughs> that really matters to you. Right. The tech rider needs to be uh, confirmed far ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure that everything tech is squared away because we don't we don't need any surprises right um, especially if you're flying in and leaving right away oh gosh yeah yeah that's that's um, an artist's worst nightmare Kate, any any horror stories at this point in your career as far as uh technical rider or things just not being the way they were supposed to be or just technical problems beyond your control or their control uh that's a great question you know every single every single show is a little bit different um a few years back when i was an independent artist i i ripped my pants on stage as i was jumping <laughs> that was a that was a, a funny moment do you, do you care to share long enough do you care to share <laughs> where it ripped <laughs> or not in the spot you don't want it to rip Let's okay put it that way okay, okay. <laughs> thank Gosh. You, thankfully i was wearing a long a long t-shirt and everything was good in the world i didn't even notice until i got off stage so you know, front or back funny. front or back uh it was the front yeah okay so, okay so that happened <laughs> uh let's say i haven't jumped off a riser like that in a little bit so <laughs> either that or i stopped wearing skinny jeans one of the two right, so. right. <laughs> i had i had now and this was non-radio this was working another job of you know uh in between the radio my radio career where i was doing uh i was business development manager at a at a company and i had the back of my dress pants rip and so you know if you're an artist all you do is you sit down for the rest of your show right nobody's gonna see it yeah yeah so there's there's the yeah what about technical problems where the mic didn't work or your in-ears didn't work or uh the sound system just blew up or whatever never had a sound system blow up and i don't plan on that happening um Honestly, I haven't really had any crazy technical difficulties. Funny story, I remember the first time I ever led worship. This is way back in the day, but I was in seventh grade. The first time I ever led worship for my whole church, the drummer never showed up. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it was tough. And <laughs> drummer never showed up, so we called somebody's cousin who hadn't drummed in 10 years, but I didn't know that until once he got there. Right. And uh, I can see where this is going. <laughs> it was an interesting morning when uh, when I, I, I saw him start playing on the drum kit, and there was just no turning back now. So that oh, happened gosh. my first time ever leading worship, and that really prepared me that usually everything happens way different than what you want it to be. That's a humbling did experience. Did they have you back? Yeah. That's the question. Did they have you did they back? Have you back? They, they did, but they didn't have that drummer back. Right. I knew it. I knew right. it. Right. Um, with your uh, when you travel, you said you travel with your um, with your drummer and your guitarist, and you yep. play as well, right? I sure do. Yes. So, um, what kind of um, you know when you're performing? Is it all like an acoustic thing, or do you got tracks playing as well? How does that all work out? Yeah, we've got tracks playing as well. Um, I play acoustic guitar for some songs. I play electric guitar for a song and a little bit of keys. So try to move around, try to have fun. Um, yeah. Now, when you say move around, are you are you dancing and stuff? Or? <laughs> oh, brother, I can't dance to save no. my life. But I can ne- neither can I. Head. Neither can I. That's why I'm asking, you know. Cause I'm, Listen, I, I just, just one, two, three, four. Yeah. Hey, that's it. That's it. I just stick to singing and, and moving around a little bit, so. I've got rhythm, but I don't have dance rhythm. That's <laughs> funny. It's true. My wife's from Guyana, and she's got the she's got the moves. Not me. I'm just this white guy who, you know, it's embarrassing. It really is. I love it. Uh, my my brother's uh, son, so my nephew, had uh, got married about a year ago. Just had his reception uh, this past Friday. I wasn't able to go. Uh, just the timing issue and and whatever. But I saw some pictures after the fact. And so I wouldn't, like my brother is an awesome guitarist. Um, he's also a lead pastor at a church. And um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's got the dance rhythms, but the pictures uh, appear to <laughs> show that he did. Really? So I don't know if it was just the camera at the right shot, you know, the right moment. <laughs> or maybe there was a million pictures taken and they just selected the best looking one where it actually looked like he was dancing. But I wouldn't even bother. Like my, I, I'll go to a wedding and there's dancing afterwards at the reception. And I don't. Wallflower. Well, I, yeah, I won't get up. Um, <laughs> I, I will admire and watch others. And if it's sure. a slow dance, which you find a lot less these days at a wedding where there's slow dances. If it's a slow dance, sure. I'll dance with my wife. But um, other than that, I'm just not. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to relax and enjoy the evening and not tire myself out. I, I've got a million excuses. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But, you know, it's interesting because you see some of these artists where they spend a lot of time getting into the whole dance routine. Like I could see you doing that for every step of the way where you, you know, you've got this step thing you do during the performance you see mm-hmm. uh torn wells do that danny goki where they actually have yeah. rehearsals you know dealing right. with dancing did you ever do that aisha with your songs no sir no Just- i i might break out in the electric slide that's the only uh organized dance step that i know what's an electric so- slide <laughs> uh gosh uh, it's almost like a line dance oh um, that's just embarrassing and <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of line dancing I just think it's Every, kind of peculiar listen, but everything else is a two-step right you know as long as you but, stay on beat you can get away with it sure but yeah. so every step of the way why couldn't you do some steps Cade come on 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm moving around a, a lot on stage, but uh, there's no choreo, I should say. There's no but you, yes. but you, but you could, you could between you and the guitarist. Every step, every time you sing, every step of the way, you're like one, two, three, four, step forward and then step back and stuff. And oh gosh, like why not? It's not embarrassing. Yeah, I'll have to call up. I'll have to call up Torin Wells and, and ask for some lessons. Yeah, you know? see okay. see what he can do for you. He's your... got some moves. He does for sure. Uh-huh. And they uh-huh. and he spends a lot of time working on that as well. He does. Mm-hmm. He's so talented. What do you do as far as rehearsals with your band? Like, is it just something where you get together in the basement and rehearse, or is this something where you're actually, you know, a lot of these um, bigger acts? And I'm not saying you're not a big act, but I'm saying some of these big acts, like uh, for King and Country, they got the pyro, and and I'm thinking Skillet and everything else. They got the pyro yeah. and everything else, and then they they're coordinating movements, they're coordinating right. wh- who's going to be where at what point because of the lights and everything else, and and even where you know how they're going to stand, what they're going to talk about when they're going to talk about it do you go to that extreme at this point i do yeah we have a rehearsal studio that we rehearse at and i have a live show producer and all of our show is mapped out and um most of our movements is is mapped out where we want to be at at what points on stage so yeah uh, i don't have pyro on my show right right (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but yes yes we we put a lot of time into our live show and i'm really i'm really happy with it is a lot of uh, like a lot of people wouldn't know that a lot of people wouldn't know that a lot of that is coordinated uh in advance and, and rehearsed and it's not that you're trying to be um fake or artificial it's the whole way the show appears to everybody but also the message behind it so there's no gaps there's no dead space um, mm-hmm. and everybody kind of knows what's going on because there's that communication not between just between your band members but also your sound guy and your monitor guy and everything else right Absolutely. Yeah. For me, I have, you know, a lot of the, a lot of shows planned out, but I also have certain moments within my show that I can pull audibles and and allow, allow the Lord to flow through it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you, for your tracks, do you have uh, backup singers on there as well, or is it just you? Like backup singers on stage with me? No, no, no. On the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. For example, like song like Arms of Jesus, that song has a uh, a little mini choir on it. So, yes. I just figured the it. choir was backstage or something. You just can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's yeah, yeah, that's one. it. That's it, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us more about this uh, fall tour then? You're, you're headlining. Do you have uh, people opening for you, or is it you know different opener in different cities? Yeah, so we're going on tour, bigger story tour this fall. The, down, the dates are going to be announced very, very soon. I'm really excited about it. My last or my debut album was called bigger story and so it's cool to be able to play a lot of these songs from that record and i've got justin warren he's an up-and-coming artist who's going to be opening up on the tour as well and it's really exciting man it's it's fun to to be able to to do my own thing for the first time and see see what happens through these shows yeah it's a lot it's a it's certainly going to be very different as well if you're used to opening um, for especially for a lot of these festivals where you get X amount of time on stage and that's it because there's a whole lineup of artists and stuff like this is this yeah. is your chance to have a lot more stage time for sure. Absolutely, yeah, it's gonna be fun when we're playing some brand new music too, some unreleased stuff. So we are we are so excited. Is that how you test music? Is is that a performance where you test it, see what the audience reaction is before? Um, maybe even necessarily recording it or uh, before recording or if you've already recorded it before you release it to radio? 
Yeah, actually, I've been doing that a, a good amount this year, more than I have ever before. I've been playing some new stuff live and seeing what really impacts and what hits and what I enjoy. So, yeah, it's been fun. Is that uh, how Arms of Jesus came to radio? Honestly, when I wrote Arms of Jesus, I just knew it was the first single right away. <laughs> I believed in it so much. I never That's played great. it live until until it was already done. But I just knew that it was the right step for this new direction of my music and this new phase of my music. Was the, was that um, like a decision made by you and the label? Or basically you going to the label and say, I think this is the first single and they agreed? Uh, pretty much both, yeah. I, I really believed in it and my my immediate team really believed in it and we said, hey, what do you think of this? And we got the email that, that said, hey, this is incredible. Let's, let's roll with it. So yeah. that was kind of a, a, a very combined effort, but... I knew right away that was the right one. And and um, just That's great. just out of curiosity, what's the um, what's the difference for you that you found uh, between being an independent artist and being signed with a label? Like, how is the whole uh, first of all the transition, but also you know whether it's job responsibilities or uh, the support mechanisms that are in place? What's been the difference for you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm so thankful for, for my label, Red Street Records. I signed with them three years ago, and I remember as I was talking to labels, I always had the vision that I wanted to, I wanted someone to jump on board with my vision and what I wanted, and what I saw God doing through through my music. And mm-hmm. right away, Red Street, they just jumped on board, and I knew that it was the right fit. And it's been just amazing to work with them and their team, and to grow with them uh, over the past few years and putting out my first record and, and seeing all that God has done through that and really just having a team and, and having more people to to help execute my vision for what I, I want to do is so, so powerful and such a gift. You find that it uh, eased up some of your um, headache, uh, you know, paperwork type responsibilities? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, along with the label, you know, it came a manager, business manager, booking agent, all the things that can help move the needle forward, I guess you could say. And yeah, it's been so, 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 so helpful, so encouraging and, you know, helping get the music out to the world so people can hear it. Yeah. And understanding all of that is uh, with the ministry mentality versus yeah doing a show, right? And it does take a lot of things behind the scenes to make all that stuff happen and yes indeed and i know from well f- for independent artists it's a lot of work i mean you're an independent artist now Aisha, and, and you know yes you know oh, it's a lot of work definitely yeah. Yeah. actually technically you are with the label aren't you well an independent label yeah well it's, <laughs> and it's your isn't it your label yes it is there you go that's the yeah. way to do it yeah <laughs> god has definitely graced us yeah um, but it's no walk in the park, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it's good yeah. It's good when you can have the support and get the support of people that mm-hmm. share your vision and stuff. And that's what, uh, you know, what you've basically said, Cade, which is awesome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So powerful. Cade, thank you so much for hanging with us on Between the Grooves. Uh, enjoyed our conversation and uh, hopefully get to see you soon at uh, an upcoming concert or whatever and we can grab coffee or something like that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and chatting. And uh, I always love all that you guys are doing. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Cade. Thank you. See y'all. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Cade Thompson, really excited to see uh, you know what's in in store for him future wise. Uh, I, I really like his music. I think it, his stuff is yeah. really catchy and very mm-hmm. um, you know every step of the way is that you know upbeat poppy type sound, which I love. I really do. Right. But then you've got like a song like Arms of Jesus where you get the choir in there and it's just more worshipful. And, right. uh, and, you know, just following him on, uh, you know, what he's doing on Instagram and on, on the socials and whatnot. He just mm-hmm. seems to be that that guy who just wants to worship and just, you know, like just that just guy. Live you know? out purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't I don't he doesn't strike me as a guy who's looking to be this big name. Um, right. Whether it happens or not, it probably will. Right. Because of his right, because right. of his music. Um, but uh, he's just doing what God has called him to do. And and. Yeah, it's exciting to see that growth that's happening in his life. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I I am curious about, um, he's got a song called Dear Future Wife. Yes, yes, I've heard that. So, yeah. You've heard it? Yeah, I've heard it. I've I've gotta uh get my ears on that. Um that may be something that comes into fruition for him in the near future. Well, when you talk about songwriting and you talk about what's on your yeah. heart, right? And so that's just what's coming out of his heart on, right. on and things like that. So like he said, with every step of the way being written years in advance and then finally mm-hmm. uh, recording it and sending it out to radio, um, just yeah. that's what was going through his life at that time, right? So Yeah. And I, I admire that with any artist. Like I, for me, I'm not... Like I'm a radio guy, and so everything I say is usually short and sweet, anyways, because it has to mm-hmm. be right. Because you got to limit your time sure, that you're sure. actually talking. When people are listening <laughs> to the morning show, they want to hear music, they want to hear something that gets them awake and you know keeps them excited and stuff like that. And I'm not sure that right. I can necessarily do that talking for five or ten minutes, right? <laughs> but but for me to like, I could. I don't think I could ever write a book. I, I just don't yes, think you I have. Could. No, I don't know. I'm I, telling you, you could. I, you totally could. I just, I don't know if I have the patience or if I have the, what it takes to write stuff out in detail. Like, you know, when you talk about, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you start a book and it starts by a brook with this bubbling water and whatever else, <laughs> like I don't have that descriptive nature to, you know, right. come up with all of this elaborate um, visualization, right? I, I you could you could do like um, I could see you writing more of a self help yeah, maybe book. But like <laughs> black or white that's me just the facts you know what I'm saying yeah yeah like yeah. like I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything this is just the way it's at and that could get me into right. trouble too so yeah great conversation with Kate Thompson uh, if you want to check out his website kadethompsonmusic.com cadethompsonmusic.com check it out yep that's it it is time for artist advice we're checking in with Jake Fretz my advice to Christian artists would be that your most inspiring moments need to come out of the most intimate moments you have with Jesus so the things that will make the greatest difference to those around you will probably come out of the most quiet moments that you have with him Jake Fretz on Between the Grooves. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's great. Just as as a worship leader myself and a recording artist, I'm reminded of the scripture that says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the secret place is not corporate worship, right. you know? And some of the best songs that I've written, they've come out of that secret place, you know, when it's just me and Jesus and um, that's just some really, really good advice. If you don't have the me and Jesus, 
How yeah. can you introduce Jesus to others? You can't. Right. In the same way you can't live holy without the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. So well. that was good. I appreciate that from Jake Fretz. He was a guest with us, I guess it was last year sometime. So okay. uh, thank you to uh, Jake for stepping in one more time just to share some artist advice for us. And uh, that is it for this week. We are done like dinner. <laughs> I love it. I'm, done like dinner. Now I'm getting hungry. Like a turkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Let's eat. <laughs> hey, thank you for checking out Between the Grooves this week. Many thanks to Kate Thompson for hanging with us as well. On behalf of Aisha Woods, James Curtis, inviting you to like and to share this podcast with others. And be sure to leave your comments as well. We appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And be sure to subscribe because that helps yes. us reach more listeners as well on Between the Grooves. Yes.